dear friends, and welcome back. I am Paige Anderson, and you are listening to Growing His Light, where we come together every week from all over the world to encourage each other as we grow in the light of our Savior. This podcast is meant to help you on your journey to discover your spiritual gifts, your personal strengths, your life mission, and to help you prepare for the return. for today's podcast because we have an amazing, amazing guest, actually one of my favorite authors ever. But before I get to talking about her and introducing, I actually just want to share the concept of what we are going to be talking about is the power of leaning in. And what's really fun about this is, as you guys know, we have family home evenings that go along with some of the podcasts. And I think this is one of my favorite ones. So I always try the family home evenings out and use them first with my family and this was one we greatly enjoy doing as a family. The family home evening will start is I went into it with my family about leaning in and we have a big sports family and so we were talking about football and how the linebackers how they bend over and they lean in and they get ready they brace themselves for what is to come and they get ready and they are aware and so we stood up and we were standing up and we had everyone try just standing still and not being really ready and having someone like hit them or push, try to push them back is more the correct way and we showed how far we could get people back and we measured it and then after that we said okay now prepare and brace yourself and then when the hit comes when i start pushing you push back. Push back as hard as you can. And when we did that, we measured how some people didn't even move. I think my son, when it was my turn, I'm like, I think you're going to break my back. I can't push that hard. But we were showing how when you lean in, when you push against it, you have power and you have strength. And the Urban Dictionary defines lean into it in this terms. It says the act of embracing something or a situation by using it to empower yourself to lean into it. Something that you can't usually do on your own, but you become stronger when you lean into it. And it says, instead of letting a shortcoming hold you back, you find acceptance in the situation. And as you lean into it, again, you become more powerful. So that's from the Urban Dictionary. And the aspect that we talked about as a family is when you lean into something, but with the spirit, that is where our power comes from. Our power comes from having the spirit with us. As we have the spirit with us, we can lean into any problems, any hard things that come our way, and we are given that added power of the Lord. And there is such a cute video that I'm going to recommend that you watch after that I actually got this idea for my friend's little daughter because they did a similar lesson with their family. And so I'm going to share that after. But first, I want to welcome our amazing guest, Heather Farrell. Her love for the scriptures began early in her life when at the age of 11, she hid a flashlight under her pillow so she could read the Old Testament late at night. Her love for the women in the scriptures began when her oldest son was born around Christmas time and she felt a kinship with Mary the mother of Jesus. As she began to research Mary she realized 
there were hundreds of women in the scriptures, but very little had been written about them. And so she is one of my favorite authors because she has amazing books about women in the scriptures. And I own all three of them. And actually I give them as gifts for Christmas and different holidays because they make such a difference and they can help and just inspire. And if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I actually did a study with my daughter about entering womanhood. And we, I had her read the stories in Heather's books because they went along so well. And so when we were studying different virtues I wanted my daughter to have, I found women in the scriptures from Heather's books and had her read them. So Heather, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. It's nice to be here with you. So I asked Heather to share some of the examples from the scriptures, from women in the scriptures, of examples of leaning into it, of knowing there's a struggle, and how that also has blessed you. So Heather, I'm just going to give it to you. (laughs) Well, I was looking through the scriptures um, after you sent me the topic of what you wanted me to focus on, and I was thinking about that most of the women in the scriptures could fit um, as examples, I feel like, for women who um, leaned in and relied on Jesus Christ. Granted, we have, there's lots of, the scriptures also have some, you know, not good examples of women, some bad <laughs> girls in them too, that are maybe not the bad examples, but a lot of them are women that are in there because they had faith and relied on Jesus Christ. But I just wanted to share um, a few of my very, my very favorite women that, um, that buoy me up whenever I sometimes get discouraged in, in different ways or give me, um, give me strength. And I guess, Actually, before I share them, I hope it's okay, but I was thinking a lot about one of the reasons of why it's in, why studying the women in the scriptures or studying, focusing on the women in the scriptures is important. Because, um, you know, sometimes we can read the scriptures in, in lots of different ways. There's You can study it with the emphasis on, on looking for different topics, on different um, ideas, different stories. You know, there's so many different ways to read the scriptures. And I've thought a lot about why it's valuable to read the scriptures from... Um, from the viewpoint of looking for women and this last year i studied i've been kind of a little bit intrigued or maybe mildly obsessed with the story of joan of arc oh and yes do you love her story? i love 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 her yeah it's wonderful and i've read a couple books about her and one of the things that really struck me is that joan of arc um that she was visited by the angel gabriel he came to her and he told her that she would be visited by two saints and these saints would help her in her mission and Interestingly, these two saints were women saints. They were St. Catherine of Alexandria and St. Margaret of Antioch. And they were both, um, they're both real people. They're both young Christian women that lived like in the turn of the century. And they, um, and and St. Catherine, she was um, murdered by the Roman emperor because she, anyway, she was, she was a very wealthy um, young woman and she was very well educated and she converted to Christianity and she went before the emperor at the age of 18 and argued with him about why and it was all the scholars and, and defended Christianity in front of all the Roman you know scholars and people and and they argued with her for days and they couldn't um, undo her arguments and finally they just killed her because you know and so she was a martyr and then St. Margaret is another one that she um, had taken a pledge of virginity and she had then, then, then um, pursued by a man that wanted to marry her, a very wealthy, rich man. And he, he said that if, she, that if she married him, not only would she have to break her vow of, um, of chastity, but she'd also have to deny her Christianity. And so instead of denying her Christianity, she, um, she, um, uh, she was, be- they, well, they tried to burn her and they tried to drown her, but couldn't do it, and so finally they had to behead her. Um, but I was just thinking about these women and these stories about these women in the scriptures and about how that these are the two 
young women that came to Joan of Arc, right? Because I believe her story was true. Some people doubt, you know, her story, but they came to her. And they and they both had similar experiences of things that she was going through, right? That Joan of Arc um, also took a vow of chastity and also had to be really strong in a group of in a group of men and to yep. lead and to be that thing. And then she also had to defend her faith before nobles and men and like this other like this other um, saint did. And I just was so struck by the fact that that she had that she would have studied the story. She knew these stories of these women um, when she was younger. And so when they came to her, she she knew them and they led her and guided her through on her journey. And I've been thinking a lot about about that and how when we study granted none of granted Joan of Arc and these Catherine and Saint Margaret aren't in the scriptures because they're after. But if we were to write scriptures, you know, they're after our scriptures. I hope that they <laughs> I hope that they would be, you know, kind of included because their stories are, are pretty awesome. But when I think about Joan of Arc and I think about what she did and how she was able to do it and about the, the strength that really the reason she was able to do it was because of these two women, these two saints, these two women of people who had gone before, who are very much alive out there in the world someplace, right? Their spirits are out there, and they came to her, and they guided her through this mission that God had given her. And I've been thinking about that and about how each of us has a similar mission and a similar work that we're sent here to do, and that we have people on the other side Right, we have women that have gone before who have experienced the things that we are going to experience and have experienced um, and have gone through the trials and have overcome them and have the faith and strength to encourage us. And so, as we study these women's stories, it's not just they're not just stories, right? They're, it's nice to tell the stories, but that they that they're real women and that their spirits and their and their power is still out there, and that as we study them, they can give us the strength to face whatever we're facing today. So. Sorry, that was a little bit of my tangent before I get into the, into the women that I wanted to, to mention. But I just, No, I just, that was I just, perfect. I love that so, so much. Because, one, I love Joan of Arc. And as you were explaining them, I realized they visit, but I had never studied them. And you're right. Their lives really did parallel. Like, as you were sharing, I'm like, well, that makes sense that it went along with it. And I love Holland in the BYU special about Joan of Arc where he says, we believe her. Like, we believe Joan of Arc because we believe these things happen, and especially with youth. And she is such a great example to show to our daughters that just like Mary, how she saw an angel and she was younger, but also daughters of God can also experience these wonderful things. And it ties in perfectly to part of the end of this. So, no, thank you so, so much. Yeah, I just, it's, it's you know, it's, and I think that's one thing that I've experienced as I have studied these women. And, and I think it maybe sounds weird and sometimes when I say this, but I've realized that these women are real and that there's been times in my life when when I, when I felt their strength and their examples come to me because I've, I've spent so much time studying them and thinking about them and pondering about them that they feel like friends. And sometimes, not that I've ever had any visitations like Joan of Arc because that would be awesome, but <laughs> I felt them come and I just think that that's one of the power as we study these women's stories and, and not, just, not just hear them, but to really delve into the scriptures and to think about them and to chew over what they what they did because there's nothing that we are going to face in this world that there's not a story in the scripture somewhere to help us with and that's a powerful thing to um to remember wow that's really really beautiful and i love that aspect of especially they were real and i love how you said like not that you've had a visitation from them because one of the things i always talk about when i talk to people about spiritual gifts is we often want that angel visitation but it's so much more important to be able to feel their presence first because feeling gives us key to know 
whether or not like what we're seeing if it's of God and so those steps and the power of that is so important and so powerful and I love I've felt that in different areas of my life too when you know that they are there and that Heavenly Father has sent them and just the amazing amazing gift of knowing their stories and what they've been through and that they're mindful of you and that Heavenly Father sends them to you it's such a, I love Joan of Arc's example because it shows Heavenly Father does send you specific angels that will help on your mission and that's why knowing these scriptures are so important because we'll talk later about how us knowing them can help our children lean into their missions so thank you so much for sharing that I'm so excited so yeah, well, I can't wait to hear more Oh, sorry, and I wondered about Joan of Arc, too, that if she'd even have been, a, if she hadn't, because these, these um, St. Catherine and St. Margaret were very well-known stories in her time period and very popular saints in her time period, and I wondered if she hadn't known those stories, if she would have even believed that she could do it, that she could have the power to do it, and I think that's one thing that as we teach these stories to our children and to our young women especially, it kind of gives us this idea of, like, wow, I could do this, like, I could do that, I could... I could, what's possible, it expands our hearts and our minds to help us see that God really can work miracles with us. And I think that's a, I think that, that's a powerful thing to remember too. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you. Okay, so, sorry, that was my long aside. But the women that I was thinking about when you're talking about leaning in um, and about how we can really um, be braced for, um, for what, for what we have, um, or for what's ahead of us, and and the the story that really came to me, there's well, there's three women that really came. Um, well, okay, there's lots of women that came really to mind, but one of my very favorite. She's probably my very favorite woman in the scriptures, and she's a very little known, obscure woman. Her name is Jehoshaphat, and she yeah. her story is told twice. It's told in Second Kings, eleven, and again in Second Chronicles, twenty two. And she is a really interesting woman to me because her mother was a woman named Athelia and her grandmother was a woman named Jezebel. So I think most of us know who Jezebel is, right? Like, yes. You know, and she's the, pretty much the, like, the uh, embodiment of like female wickedness, you know, right? Like you can't get much more wicked than Jezebel, which is sad because Jezebel was a brilliant, like, she was a brilliant woman, but she used her gifts um, and she had lots yes. of um, she, this is her gifts wrong, right? Mm-hmm. She yep. she had them misplaced. If they if she had gone the other way and then for God, her story would have been just as powerful, but the opposite direction, I think, too. Yep. So, so anyway, Jehoshaphat, her grandmother was Jezebel, and her mother was Athelia. So Jezebel's daughter was a woman named Athelia, and Athelia was just as bad as her mom, maybe worse. She, when her son becomes king. And after her son is killed in a battle, she wants to become queen. So she murders all of the heirs to the, the throne with all of her grandchildren. Oh. So she kills all of her grandchildren. And we read that um, that all their bodies are piled in the castle. Basically, there's a big pile of like dead in the castle or wherever. And Jehoshaphat finds that one of the little babies who's just an infant, his name is Joash, he hadn't been killed all the way he wasn't quite all the way dead and so she smuggles him out along with his nurse and she hides him in the temple for eight years until he's old enough to be crowned king and then they have a coup and they overthrow Athelia and they place this um, eight-year-old boy on the throne but the thing that just strikes me so much is that Jehoshaphat somehow she has this terrible grandmother and she has this terrible mother and she ends up marrying the priest of the temple and is a righteous woman and I just kind of am always intrigued by her. I just can't quite, I'm like, I wonder how that happened in her yeah. life. How did 
how did she make all those good choices and how did she be so different than um, than her than, than her family right than what had gone yes. before and I was thinking about and I was thinking about her story and I thought about it and just about that each of us um, each of us has the power to to make our make our own way to make our own choices and to make our own path regardless of what what, what we've inherited from our families or what we've inherited from our culture or what we've inherited from anything. But it takes that relying on Jesus Christ. It takes relying on it. It takes being in the temple, right? She was married to the priest of the temple. <laughs> it takes being in the right place and doing the right things to make those, make those chains of bad patterns break and fall away. And I think when I think about her, I think, I don't know, it's not easy to do that, right? It's not easy yes. to, I've, I've watched some friends that really struggle to break out of, I have a friend that is a dear friend that is really struggling to break out of bad habits and bad family patterns, and it's heartbreaking to see that how hard it is, you know. And I just and it's and and I and I just want to keep telling her she's um she's she's inactive in the church, and I just want to keep telling her that the only way to do it is the only way to do it is to have Christ. You have to yes. have him. You have to yes. have him as your grace to get through it. You have to yes. have a power greater. Than yourself, you can't do it by your do it on your own. Oh, that is lovely. He really is our lean-in ability. He is the one that makes all trials and all things that we are able to get through him. He truly is the answer, and that's what I love about the women in the scriptures, like the one you shared, with the different experiences. They have different backgrounds. They have different struggles. But we learn about types of Christ through these women. And I love that you shared one that didn't come from an easy background or like you. I love how you even compared it to the culture, like say their friends or what they're immersed in, what they're surrounded with. If that's hard and that they're able to come out of that, I absolutely, absolutely love that. Right. It's, it's you know, it, it's it's hard and it takes, I don't know, it takes a miracle, I think, sometimes. Yes. Too, right? it, yes. It takes a miracle. <laughs> yes. And Heavenly Father is a kind God of miracles yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> Very true. Um, okay, so the other, I don't know if it's, I don't know if do we have time for me to do yes. the other women? Okay. Yes. All right. If I get talking too much, you can always No, it's stop great. Me I, I love it. I about. Okay, so the other, the other woman that I was really thinking about, and anyway, and, and I have, I have quite a few, so I'll give you some to go study to later on, but Perfect. the other one that I've been thinking about too, about a woman that um, had a lot of adversity and overcame it was Bathsheba yes. from the Old Testament. Yes. And I was just thinking about her because, you know, we all know her story about, you know, bathing on the roof and having, being seen by David and getting pregnant and all that, you know, and, and having her husband murdered and all those yeah. things that happened. And really a lot of it is that, um, is it, is that she kind of didn't ask for any of that to happen, right? That yes. She, her life was sort of hijacked by somebody else, right? Yep. By somebody else's lusts and desires and power. And she got swept away in it and just, and, you know, and I, and I think about her because usually we, we stop telling her story at the end of, um, at the end of, at the end of, you know, after she has, you know, after her husband is killed and she, you know, and, and she becomes David's wife. That's usually where we, where we end her story and we don't talk much more about her, but there's actually quite a lot more about her in the Old Testament after, after the fact, you know, after this whole part that happens. And um, not only does the baby that she have, you know, the, she gets pregnant with David and that baby dies, but then the next baby she has turns out to be Solomon yes. and he becomes the king, you know, he's David's heir. Yep. And, and even when there's, you know, David's sons start to fight about the kingdom and things like that, the prophet 
Nathan comes, not to Solomon, not to any of David's sons, not to anybody else. He comes to Bathsheba for help to put the right righteous king on the throne. And and she does. She helps her son um, become king. And then when her son is king, we see that, that he reveres her and that he turns to her yes. for advice. And he... And then she holds this crazy, David's family sort of falls apart, right? Like, yes. And she is like the glue to this whole mess together, you know? Yes. And she and she holds it together. And I just think that she didn't even want to be in that family, right? She didn't even want to, <laughs> she didn't even want to be there. But, That's awesome. But she, but she was, right? She was yep. in, as, as terrible as her life went, like I'm sure there's a point when she thought that everything was ruined, right? And everything was wrong. And nothing was going how it should have. But yeah. I just can't help but feel that she, she was, she, you know, that not that what happened to her was good and that God planned that, but that he used her and her willingness and where she was to bless other people and to bless her whole nation, you know. Because yes. Solomon was an awesome king. Granted, he goes bad at the end too, right? I bet that was after his mom dies. I bet once his mom dies. <laughs> But it all falls apart. But. That's hilarious. But she was, but she, but she took a bad situation where she could have, where she could have just, you know, said whatever. This is not, you know, I give up. Like things are bad, you know. But she, yes. didn't. she, she's a great living example of the scripture. Like, and we know all things work together for good to those that love God. Like that doesn't mean nothing bad happens, but God can make great or good things out of hard and bad situations. So I really, really love that example. Right, and and she's a beautiful, a beautiful example of that. And I think that so often we don't get to hear the rest of her story, right? We just think about her as being kind of a victim, right? But yes. she, I mean, she was. I guess she did get, you know, she yeah. got yes. her life hijacked. But she, but she really made the most of it. And I think that, um, and and I think that that again is. You know, she was a, a faithful, a faithful woman, and again, that yes. her faith and her belief in God and Jesus Christ—I mean, it's before Jesus Christ, right? But He was coming, so yes, you yes. know, she, she believed in Him, and, and yes. that gets her, got her, um, got her through a hard time. Yeah, He was their Jehovah. He was the one that they looked to, and the one they spoke to, the one they prayed to. So yes, that is absolutely beautiful and I love those two completely different situations and that how they can help and relate to us regardless of different struggles and trials and so I really appreciate that I love in the scriptures there are these amazing examples of people that face those struggles and like you said they don't choose them it's not like they're like this is awesome I want to have this horrible thing happen to me and they don't see the good that will come out of it I think that actually reminded me of Really, again, I love your book. So I'm going to quote one. Um, I love how you talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. She definitely is one, you know, just that pure and righteous and virtuous daughter. Where you talk about how, I'm going to read some of it. You say, Mary was truly an incredible woman. And her example of virtue, courage, obedience, and love can be a strength to all of us. And then you share later, I think where Mary's seven greatest sorrows consequently were also her greatest joys. And that I think is such a big thing because that's also true for the ones that you talked about. Like in their sorrows, in those struggles is what comes out of the joy. And it's when they're able to look at that through the lens of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ is the center, he can put on those lens of you're able to see the good and the joy and the underlying just the beauty in the midst of the hardness and the struggles and the trials because you're not 
turning from it. You're not hiding from it. You're not even running away, but you're really just embracing, okay, Heavenly Father, what do you want? Like what good can come out of this? And they, those women you shared are perfect examples of doing exactly that. Right. And, you know, I listened to um, President Nelson's talk about letting Israel, you know, let God prevail about Israel. And he uses the word about talking to his granddaughter about the word myopic. Yes. 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 Being about being short sighted, about being nearsighted. Right. And about how that when we're nearsighted and we look at things up close and, and day by day and individually. Right. That that's when we can get overwhelmed or discouraged. But if we could just like see the whole picture. Right. And to get yes. all in and see everything. You know, then, I don't know, then, I, I, I don't know, it's always, it's, somehow it's, everything's going to work out, right? Like, as crazy as all it is, like, God makes it all, <laughs> he makes it all work. So. Yes, he does, and that actually is the perfect lead-in to the last part of the family night that I told you guys at the beginning. So, how we started the family night is practicing pushing and the leaning on each other and then leaning back and how, if we use that as an example of, if we have Christ, we can lean into the situations. And so this one, you do need Disney Plus for. I, I haven't been able to find it anywhere else, but on Disney Plus, if you have them, if not, sign up for the free thing, try it, and then you can get rid of it. But on there, this actually came from my friend who we were talking about teaching our kids, leaning into the hard things and the struggles. And she shared that she had just shared with her family the same type of thing. And that one of her daughters watched this short film called Piper on Disney and it's about this bird and this bird is just going out there and this big wave comes and it kind of like crashes over this sweet little bird and so then it like is kind of scared of it but as soon as it watches and it sees wait if I like dig in if I lean in and get down it was able to see this beauty and those it's like the lens like you're talking about that President Nelson said that you're able to see this goodness and in there the bird sees this beautiful world and all this goodness that is happening in the midst of what others and it considered before that wave which is a struggle and so I highly recommend for the family night but this one we're mostly explaining in the podcast but start with the leaning in aspect and pushing each other and talk about how we if we lean into Christ and then share those quotes from the prophet and share that conference talk and then end with Piper and watching how we will see the beauty we will see the hand in the Lord yes those waves will come yes they might crash into us and sometimes they might knock us over but with Jesus Christ we don't have to be and we can take these hard examples like those women in the scriptures I love how you shared Bathsheba how we can take horrible or hard things that happen and through Jesus Christ he can make good things come out of very hard situations that we wouldn't necessarily want to have happen and so I love that and I am so grateful for those examples that you shared and for your testimony and also for your books if you don't have her books please go buy her books they sell them at Desert Book they have them also at Siegel but they are just wonderful you can buy them I did buy some on Amazon once but it's walking with the women of the New Testament the Book of Mormon the Old Testament I highly recommend are you doing a doctor and covenants one yes i just finished off the yeah it won't be for another four years though that's not, okay not, not soon but i yeah, will wait yeah, walking with one of the doctrine covenants so i will wait i just sent off the table of contents for it so oh that is wonderful i just love your book so i highly highly recommend them okay what are some of who are some of the other women you would recommend studying in the scriptures for people okay so the other one that i thought is abigail She's in Second Samuel chapter eleven and twelve, yes. and she um, and I'm not going to spoil her story because some people haven't ever read her. And oh. She has like a whole chapter, and hers is awesome. So she's another one that is a 
life was not how she wanted to go, but she, um, and she's a figure of Christ. Like she really is a Christ figure, which is neat. Um, the other one I thought about was Hagar and Hagar is another one that, um, again, life did not go how she planned. And, um, she's in Genesis 16 and again in, um, 21. And the beautiful thing about Hagar is that so many of the promises that God gives to Hagar are the same promises that he gave to Abraham and to Sarah. And so, you know, that we, Sometimes we think about, um, anyway, she had a pretty rough, but her promises and the things that came out of her struggles uh, are huge. And, and the Muslims, the Muslim people uh, revere her highly and we, and they see her like we see Sarah as being their, their matriarch. And so it's, I mean, she's a beautiful one to think about because um, she had a pretty rough, but, but she, um, but God remembered her. That is wonderful. Leads us to the very last thing that I wanted to recommend. So years ago, the Spirit encouraged me to find scripture heroes for my children and be very prayerful about this. And as you guys know, a few podcasts ago, we talked about like praying who they were before, who they are now, and who they will become. And this is a huge part of that. One of the things that is really neat is to pray and ask who can be their example and their mentor and their guide. And that's why I love how Heather brought up Joan of Arc and how Heavenly Father sent those angels to Joan of Arc, ones that would go through similar things to help them. And so different people in the scriptures, women and men, I've done this for my boys as well, people that we can learn from and we want our children to. And so as I did this for my children and I prayed and I was like, who best will help them go through this? And then just writing them out a letter of here is someone I thought of and here are traits that I admire about them and that I see in you. As we lead them to these stories in the scripture, we are leading them to Christ because these are the words of Christ and we are giving them the power to lean in, to handle and better brace the hard waves that come in their life and that they will be able, like those in the scriptures, to see the good even in the midst of the hard lens and to see, as President Nelson said, to see with the right type of lens. And I also want to recommend that you do that for yourself, that you ask Heavenly Father who in the scriptures, which of these stories can best help me can kind of act as my guide, as my lead, knowing that they went through something and that I can withstand and do that too. And as we do this, we will draw closer to Jesus Christ. The purpose of all of these stories is to lead us to Jesus Christ. And I am so grateful. Heather, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, your motherhood, and all that you do to talk with these amazing listeners that we have. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you would want to share before we say goodbye? Oh, you're welcome. It's been great. Uh, if you have, you know, there's one last thought that has been coming to me as I've been thinking a lot. I'll say one last little thought that I've been thinking about that um, lately I've been reading the the Bible in Hebrew. I've been taking a Hebrew class and reading it in Hebrew, and I've gotten to um, Genesis 4. And at the very end of Genesis 4, it talks about the whole story about how Cain and Abel and all they um, you know, they kill each other and all that type of stuff and it talks about the different generations and it says at the very end, there's a scripture that it's Eve's word and she, she has a baby at the end um, named Seth, right? her son Seth who becomes Adam's heir and at the end of it she says, but she says basically on the lines that she says, God has given me a replacement for the son that Cain killed and as I was reading it in Hebrew, I don't know why it was just so different to me in Hebrew, but I just, it, I just felt the grief that Eve had um, for her children, that for what had happened, right? That her sons, her son had murdered her other son. Like I can't even imagine, right? The the grief and the the um, the heartache that would have come. Oh. But then I 
so I thought her grief, but I also felt like her testimony about saying that, like, even though really hard, terrible things happen to you, right? Like, your son might kill your other son, yeah. right? That might happen in this life, but God has given me another son. He He's heard me. He's, 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 he's given me joy again, right? And I just, yes. as you were talking, I was just thinking that so often in our life when these big waves happen, um, when horrible, terrible things happen in our life, we think that we're never going to be happy again, right? Or we're never yes. going to be the same again. And we probably won't ever be the same again. God hears hears us and that like, he knows and that like, he sees our grief and he sees our struggles. And just like Eve, he will send us joy again and he'll send us that strength and that the blessings that will come after after our struggles and even in our struggles and I just I just love that even Eve the very first woman was you know she probably she had it pretty rough too if we're talking about starting the world off on you know on a hard foot and I just think that you know she from the very beginning shows us that the way to navigate this life is through faith and through um and through and through uh prayer and through Trusting that the Lord will make it right, even when things have not gone right. And I just think that's a, a beautiful example from our very first, the very first woman to walk the earth, right? And I love the example of hard things will happen to our kids too, right? Like hard right, things happen right. to her children and that we can have that faith and that joy. And so also watch the Piper short film with your kids because we can also pray for that lens to see the good that is going to come for them. And even in the midst of struggles, where if we lead our children always to Jesus Christ, and if we are found at the feet of Jesus Christ, our children will know to what source to look to. It's like we talk of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, we preach of Christ, so that our children may know to what source to look to. And as we learn about these people in the scriptures and encourage our children to, we are leading them to Jesus Christ, who is the one that can bring that hope even after all that sorrow. Thank you so much, Heather, and thank you everyone for listening. I love and appreciate you so very much. I am just grateful that we have this community of people that are turning to Jesus Christ and trying to follow the words of the prophets and to prepare. I really do hope that you will go follow Heather. I follow her on her Facebook and Instagram, and I'm always so inspired by her. And really, please just buy her book. She will be so grateful. And I'm only saying that just because I think a couple of mine might be like almost ready to fall apart because we use them so much. So Heather, thank you for oh. being with us. And thank you for writing your books and for sharing your testimony because we really can find so much peace, hope, and direction. And through the stories in the scripture because they do draw us closer to Jesus Christ. So thank you so much, Heather. Yes, you're welcome. And, and thank you for loving my books so much. They're falling apart. I'm yes. flattered. <laughs> yes, no, they really, if I showed you, you'd be like, wow. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.